0: Beef stew radio. radio. This pot smells delicious and it's the base for our ultimate beef stew. Beef stew. Now we're talking about beef stew. Beef stew. Private. Private. Private.
1: Private beef stew. Private beef stew. Yeah. Here's another one. Come on. Come on. My disclaimer. Ooh, baby, this is you you've been looking since I walked into the room.
2: This Beach Stu Radio. It's your man, DJ Big Stu. We live from Harlem. You know how we do it. We do it real big. We do it real grand. Shout out to everybody listening to the show. We got a real, real great show today for y'all. We got a couple of, you know, we got a couple of guests. We got one guest calling all the way from the UK, no doubt. Got some fire music to play for y'all with that, also. So hold tight for that. But I just want to give a shout out to um Mr. Lou Goldstein at the Nassau Film Festival. A lot of y'all know we got the film out, the uncelebrated pioneer. The history of Harlem hip hop, given just due to a lot of the legends like Kumo D, The Treacherous Three, um Dizzy B, and all the cats that never really got their. You know, never really got they just dues for for contributing to the hip hop game. Well, you know, the film directed by yours truly, we just won best of film, the best of fest, and the Nassau Film Festival. So that makes seven film festivals that we rocking. So we are gonna keep pushing that story for all of those that want to know that we got the we working on the soundtrack right now, and we gonna and everybody asked me when we gonna distribute it. I haven't decided where I wanna distribute it at yet, but it's definitely if you going to the Oh, he's dropped on us. He was just on the line, but he dropped on us. We're gonna hope hope the homie call right back. But to toe down to the homie call, we definitely doing our thing, you know what I'm saying? So, what I want to tell y'all, I want to, I didn't even know we won that award. So I'm gonna tell y'all the story while we wait for the homie come back. I'm walking around the film festival, you know what I'm saying, I'm shaking everybody's hands. People are saying congratulations, but I'm thinking they saying congratulations, like, you know, you know, for your film being accepted, because you know it's an accomplishment for your film even being accepted in the film festival. So I'm thinking people saying that we got the homie back, so we're gonna talk about that a little later. Big John, you with us now?
3: Yeah, I don't know how oh, man, man. I
2: lost you for a second.
3: I think, I think that you. must have been Trump.
2: That's all right, man. Welcome to the show, <laughs> man. Thank you, thank you. Let the people know where you calling from right now.
3: Yeah, I'm uh, calling yeah. from actually calling yeah. from Scotland. Wow. Um, yeah. In the UK. So. In the UK so. Yeah, it's it's, yeah. it's cool. Though. I mean, it's only about nine o'clock here or something like that, you know. So it's 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 good. But I appreciate the chance to come on, you know.
2: Yeah, yeah, man. So now, how did you get into everything? How did everything start?
3: Well, from the very beginning. <laughs> how long's your show, Stu? Basically, the situation was. Um, Back in the 90s, we started up New Dawn Records, and at that time, it was really just to help out some friends that wanted to get some music out, and our idea was that we wanted to kind of grow an organization that, at the heart of it, was a record company, but we wanted to grow various kind of different things, different art forms and stuff, so while the record company was at the heart of it, this was around about 1996. We also started developing something called Urban Elite, and the original idea behind that was to bring different art forms to come and work together on different projects of street art, music, film, all sorts of different things. So then, as time developed, um, I started out, there were different guys getting involved in the Urban Elite side of things, and I started focusing more on the record company. so what we did was we came across a crew called Bells and Monica. And that was, there was different kind of lineups for them at one time, but they were saying they wanted to put together an album. They wanted to get some music out. So we, I liked the sound and everything. So we backed them. And eventually, so I'm cutting through a few years here, but eventually what happened was, um, they released an album in 2002. And of course, in those days, all the singles were in vinyl. This is a physical era. This is pre-digital, so everything. Most of what we were putting out in those days was vinyl, and maybe a CD for an album. And at the same time, Urban Elite was moving. It, it kind of streamlined down to become. They were doing um, audio and film production, but what they were starting to get more involved in was actually the promotion, the music promotion side. So in those days as a label, we were hiring some separate companies, but Urban Elite was starting to do a little bit more for us in-house. So we had some releases in those days, and that operated until about 2004. And there was various things happening to the groups that we were working with at the time. It was difficult for them, as different personal circumstances, etc. and then they had to pull back from it. And that coincided with, we were looking at our overall organisation. Decided we wanted to develop our PR back the resources for them to move more standalone into music promotions. So that's what they started to do from roughly two thousand and five onwards, and then I took control of that from maybe two thousand eight two thousand and nine. So for about fifteen years, what had happened was from two thousand four, New Dawn Records was basically on hiatus. And we developed our Elite PR to be one of the leading PR companies of independent hip-hop music all over the world. So it started off in the UK, then it was the UK and Europe, and for about since maybe 2013, we probably spent most of our time promoting US artists to US media. So within that, we dealt with a lot of very new artists, upcoming artists, got some good media coverage, you know, press, radio, etc. But we also dealt with um, artists that would be better known, maybe to your audience as well, people at Souls of Mischief, D12, Ultramagnetic MCs, um, Idris Elba, TQ, Rat Digger. There was a lot of, you know, kind of higher line names, so it was a bit of both. We, dealt, we worked with artists that were well-known and also what you know, our speciality was actually taking artists that we thought were extremely talented, but maybe not a lot of people had heard of at that time and helping them at least move along, getting them a lot of good coverage and helping them move along their careers. So, I'm covering a lot of stuff in a very short space of time here, but basically we did that for about 15 years and then in 2017 with the idea that might be an idea to relaunch the label. So especially to the strength of all that we have done with Urban Elite PR and the promotional site. So last year, we spent probably the whole year developing what we're going to do with the label again because as you'll understand, Stu, when we first operated, it was all the physical know, We were even pre iTunes. But then come last year, well, everything's streaming now, Spotify, Apple, all these kind of things. So we wanted to spend a lot of time, it was basically a feasibility study, it was researching a feasibility study as to would even be worthwhile to view lunch or later. So we spent the whole of last year, decided that that's what we were going to do. What is also critical for anybody involved in this is getting a good digital distributor because there's all sorts of different types of digital distributors, most of whom want you to communicate via a website, Well, that's never going to happen in that case. I want to speak to someone new at the end of the phone, so through a friend I was able to get put in contact with a company called N Groups. Um, they're based in Encino in, in California, but I deal with a London office, and I must say they have been absolutely fantastic. The support that they've given us in developing everything, and so this year we officially be launched the label. So, we have New Dawn Records and Urban Elite PR has reverted back to what it originally was, which is our in-house PR company, and that's the structure that's in place. So the first few releases that were put, the only really re-released or relaunched from about early April, and what we were basically using was a mix of reworked back catalogue and some projects that hadn't been released before to get a digital presence, build the label up, and we're speaking to artists at the moment that we worked with before without being a late PR about adding onto the roster. So that's where the artist now. That's basically the, the situation that we're in at the moment.
2: Wow. That's, that's, that's really deep. Now, um, I also see that y'all do a lot of, I mean a lot of music for a lot of screen sports programs. How did that come about?
3: Well, what that was, it was actually, it was the group Bells and Monica. And this is back around about 2002. And what you did in those days, there was various industry newsletters you used to get sent out. And within those newsletters, it could be management companies looking for artists or it could be labels looking for artists, but also some TV production companies would say, we're looking for music for various types of um, shows. So we picked up on that that there was these Uh, because all the the different production companies make for extreme sports it was was like on satellite television over here, on sports channels of the extreme sports and these production companies, so we contacted them and said well look, this is the artist that we are working with, here's some of the music and it it just fitted because it's hip hop, it kind of fitted with um, the visuals that they were making so that's how that came about and I think there there was also one or two um, film, actual independent filmmakers contacted me. it was so long ago now, I can't remember how this happened, but they got in contact and they gave us the, the not the script for the film, but they gave us the, the idea, the theme behind the, the independent films that they were making, they'd heard the record, I think they'd heard the records on radio actually, and they said they would love if we could possibly use one or two of those records in the soundtrack for these films we said, sure, well, if that's what you want to do, there you go, you can use it. So I can't remember what the films were, but again this was around about two thousand two. But that's it's quite commonplace. It's called um I think it's called the uh, third party usage. So for example the modern day version would be if the music would get used in ring or commercials or whatever. It was kind of an extension of that. But that's basically how it came about, you know, was um we'd seen it was an industry newsletter We'd seen some production companies that make these extreme sports companies, uh, programs, I should say, um, and they contacted them. There was also one or two other companies that we knew about, larger companies that uh, were making these shows, so we contacted them as well. So that's how it all came about.
2: Mm. So Be- Bells of Monica, man, I got I love the song Meltdown, man. Do you know the inspiration why they did that song Meltdown?
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I spoke to them at the time, and I remember I was actually in the studio when they were recording that, and the engineer that was doing it said, "Have you ever seen the film Falling Down? You know the one with uh, is it Kirk Douglas Douglas mm-hmm. going uh, a rampage." He says that the scene of that tune, that song, seems to that reminds me a lot of that film because the guy. My understanding is it was was fundamentally about a guy having some form of mental breakdown, but trying to put the anchors on um, just going. Although the way it was explained to me, he said it wasn't based on that film. It was similar to that film, but it was explained to me that at the end of the film falling down, because it's Hollywood, they had to make out, because a lot of that film was really good, but at the end, they had to make out... It was Michael Douglas, not Kurt Douglas. Michael Douglas was, had been um, an abuser of his wife or like that for some time, so they tried to make out that you know he was already the sub. But Cruz told me, he said, well, I think they've let the audience off with that. He was trying to make out, actually, we used to be stable until everybody was causing you a problem, and that's how you ended up like that, you know? (laughs) So it was kind of, okay, well, you know, that was one perception on it, but basically, I think he once said to me, he says, you know, if you have a bad day, 95% of the time it's been caused by somebody else, and 5% of the time it's been caused by yourself. I said, well, you know, but it's not always like that. (laughs)
2: This
3: seems to be what was basically the theme behind it. It was kind of... You know, people really do my head on at things, you know, but it was it was balanced because some I I seem to remember at the time some people got the wrong message on that track and they got yeah. the idea that he was advocating what he was saying in it. That, you know, this guy was going on the rampage, he wasn't advocating it. What he was saying was, Look, a number of things can come together in life that tips people over the edge. Mm -hmm. So, he was saying, that's not what I wanted to do, you know, but it was a kind of, it was quite a kind of in-depth sort of, to my memory, it was quite an in-depth kind of thing. It was along those lines, if I remember rightly. That's, it was somewhat, but it was similar. If anyone's seen the film Falling Down with Michael Douglas, it's kind of along those lines. But he hadn't even seen the film. He didn't know what the guy was talking about, you know, and then he watched it and says, yeah, it's kind of like that. It's kind of like that, you know. So, um... But that's what the guys were like, Jim. You know it was they were they were in the traditions of hip hop when Chuck D once said that music would means something. They were talking about you know anything they were writing about what they were experiencing in life at the time. Massive
4: meltdown. Bring the red tape.
3: Massive meltdown. Massive meltdown.
4: (laughs) I'm a no, 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 my I don't want to bet i taking them out going to be a piece of big freeze And i find them at ease on the knees The way they're and for mercy So I'm trying kind to of tease them Got my reasons, so I'm the season. to in tight in my clothes, man Where I'm at my best With a beautiful rifle that night got a be precise Digging in the heads When I was sitting dumb There's only one chance to have your fun Living life forever, the one That's the way you raise up for your old son is going to be proud of me without a fantasy content See by the horn gonna make fun again of a family. Feel like my head's living in a jam, living in a jam. Yeah, my head, yeah my head's living in a jam. Too much pressure, too much pressure, too much pressure. Yeah, my head, yeah my head's in a down Feel like my head's living in a jam, living in a jam. Yeah, my head, yeah my head's living in a jam. Too much pressure, too much pressure, too much pressure. Yeah, my head, yeah my head's in a down that's black, 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 myself. black, 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 A coyote's the fire in, like in a are you Looking around, can't do any supposed to My old rage comes to base like a tiger in the cage. I'm my here have You have to wait and see when the door opens and I'm all energy. I go for the meat and it tastes sweet. I'm the local valley when it comes to the various forms of play. Up in Rally Street, they are wild and cheap. And I see 'em looking at me out the corner of the, the eye. as I walk by. I'm shooting sure all my legs, so it's game on. They're the fools don't know just made Still there? Did you see that? When it's finished, it's gonna be a bloodbath. Well, when a man go out rapper your enemies all so my score. Why my head's living in a jam, living in a jam. Yeah, my head, yeah my head's living in a jam. Too much pressure, too much pressure, too much pressure. Yeah, my head, yeah my head's in a meltdown. Why my head's living in a jam, living in a jam. Yeah, my head, yeah my head's my head, living in a jam. Too much pressure, too much pressure, too much pressure. Yeah, my head, yeah my head's in a meltdown. That's When the red, the hey, 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 hey. <laughs> the red, no, win the red, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. in a
2: that's a hot joint yeah. you know that reminds me yeah, of like, good
3: that, table, that, that early hip hop
2: <laughs> that reminds me of that early hip hop you know what I mean that well, real hip
3: hop that was basically that was uh, Meltdown that was actually the remix done by a guy called Crash Slaughter he's still going actually and he was a DMC finalist so he was a big turntable I love turntableism I absolutely love turntableism So in those days, of course, this is what I was saying to you, when we released singles in those days, this is a a kind of lost thing, that in those days, because it was in vinyl, you used to get all sorts of different remixes made of a track, and you'd have Mm -hmm. maybe four, you'll maybe remember this, you used to have four, maybe six, maybe even eight, on a piece of wax, and you would send it out to the DJs, and that was the whole point of having different remixes, because there was different styles that different people went for um, of course, in the, in the day of the MP3, that doesn't really happen anymore. I think remixes primarily only happen in dance music anymore, but that's what we used to do all the time. That was common back in the day. We used to get all sorts of different remixes done for the same, and that was Crash Slaughter. So, in fact, we're, one of the EPs we're going to release later in the year is all the remixes. Crash Slaughter did about five or six remixes for us, for Bells and Monica. Um, for for New Dawn Records, and we found a couple that hadn't been released before. So it's basically a, a it's going to be a EP. But if you love turntablism, this is going to be for you. This is the thing. But yeah, I mean, you don't hear that so much now. But that's you know that was what it was like back in the day. You know, it was, I just loved it. I love I still love turntablism. <laughs>
2: yeah, I love that. I love that 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 type of hip hop. Now you got another yeah. group.
3: Underground cartel tell us a little bit about them well underground cartel that was actually put together by Cruz as well and how that kind of came about was he was speaking to us because urban elite had been working with some international artists at the time because when you when you're in a country like the uk Stuart, it's natural to reach out to everywhere so it's no different to us to reach out to you guys in Harlem than it is to reach out to someone in London or to someone in Paris or to everywhere somewhere else. So it is natural for us just to, you know, we via Urban Elite had been in contact with, for various reasons, all these different independent artists from all over the world. And crews had this idea. he wanted to put together a special project that would basically, the, the concept behind it was to unify international hip-hop, independent hip-hop, because everywhere it's happening, it's such a phenomenon. So, what we basically did was, via our communication channels, we hooked them up with MCs from both coast, coast to coast in America, there was some Canadian artists involved, there was guys from the UK, France, Germany, Holland, Spain, Croatia, a few other places, and what he wanted to do, he wanted, right, he put the beats together, and he says, I want to put different guys from different countries together on a track. So there's about five or six tracks. And the guys, when he contacted the MCs, they, they often said, look, do you want us to, perf-? you know, say it was someone from Germany or Italy, there's a couple of guys from Italy, the late Primo from Cordellino, God bless him. it was a real shame he passed away a couple of years ago before this record came out and it was a regret we really wanted to get it out beforehand but unfortunately he's a legend in that one, Primo Brown and the crew crews still going. But anyway the point was a few of them said, Look, do you want us to perform in English? Because maybe it'll be better but Cruz insisted, No, this is to represent your territory. So if you're going to represent your territory, perform in your own language. So basically you have tracked where you've got some, you know, one verse you know, performed in English by a guy from maybe Long Beach in California, and then it's maybe a girl from Milan in Italy performing in Italian, and then it could be somebody perhaps in Boston, or you could have somebody from London. There's one track, Evolution, there's four MCs on it, it starts off with a guy from London, a guy from Croatia, A guy from Midwest America and a guy from Rome in Italy. And aesthetically, to me, I think it sounds amazing. Now, I know a lot of guys might think, well, if it's not performed in English, you know, it doesn't have that. I don't care about that. I just think it's an amazing thing to put together. And it was true to its concept. It would have been easy for them to say, yeah, perform in English, because it would be easier for, you know, media especially to say, well, it's in English. But I backed because I said no I think that's the right thing to do if this is to celebrate true international hip hop have them perform in their own language that represents it to full effect and that's how it came together so that was the basic concept now in this one there's, uh, in fact it came out on Friday it was called the Sapientia EP all of those tracks originally the basics of them were recorded around about 2004 but they were never released Everything that's on that record, unlike maybe some of the things we're doing in their initial phase, was perhaps reworked that catalogue. Some of it's a bit different to the original versions, but some of it, whereas my underground Cartel, none of that had been previously released. And what we actually got was, I spoke to crew. Cruz isn't really involved in music now, but I spoke to him, I said, look, I want to relaunch the label we've got these kind of half finished tracks, can you finish them? So that's what he did last year, he finished them off. And that's the result of them. That's what's just come out on Friday. I I personally think it's I can't think of another record like it. Where you know and that's what we like to do, you know, whether it's Urban OEPR or New Dawn Records, we like to do something a bit different. You know, and, and um yeah, I I just think it sounds an amazing concept. And the way it's put together is to say aesthetically to hear someone perform in, I don't know, Italian next to someone from America, next to someone from France. El Lee, he's from Spain, um, he's actually from Madrid, but he's actually living in Brooklyn now. So he was one of the guys from Spain. Just the way it flows from one language to another, the cadence of the voice, everything, I just think it's amazing. Stuff, you know? So that was how that was basically put together.
2: We're gonna get into that joint right there, one of them one of the underground cartel joints. We're gonna come back and keep kicking it with the homie, this beast through radio. Y'all know how we doing it. We doing this international today, live from Harlem. Yeah. Let's get it. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Back in the days before the fates When I wasn't tight I listened and learned from others Then I was left to right. So I sat with that notepad pattern I laughed Walked the map and tried to rap Only for respecting the Catching charts I wasn't having that I'm here to with the crowd Like, blowing loud all I rap can see that, you that's all that sad. So good man that I'm ready Back on the timetable So check it out, My man's an MC equal well, science and math The pause master You call MC straight of Like, I you know, I gotta have it So MC shoes. Coughing, Got four by four drives. Tell the They like Kevin Spacey. This is just a agency. I'm gonna like with the
0: training. have a wheel do And then safety. With the boss, that anyone can drive. Do you we're hot, And over the top of life, you're forward to yourself. on the glass and it jumped up hell. The heavens, the temples, and the heart of the whole peace look like candy corn, searching for the thunderdome. Ray up, only 22 Touch 20 dudes and many fools, 20 crews speaking with the white girl, white live between the sheep. Black top beats, the beast is the beast, the beast is inside you.
2: That kind of of digging into the stuff you're saying. Do you sign artists from all over? Can artists from America or different places
3: try to get what you guys? I mean, basically, well, that's what I was saying, Stuart. I mean, historically, even though you see, even I, I said this to the distributor, okay, we are based in the UK, but because of the internet, the internet is the biggest game changer that's happened on this planet and has allowed us to do what we've done for the past 15 years. Traditionally, as I said to you with Urban Elite PR, we spent most of our time promoting US artists to US media, but they also deal with UK media, European media, and stuff. So probably the majority of artists, certainly some of the artists that we are speaking to just now, we worked with previously with Urban Elite PR, and they are from the states, and uh, there is one artist from London as well. So. I would expect us to be signing U.S. artists. Absolutely, that that because that would be a natural progression as to what we did, whether as the label or whether as uh, urban elite PR. So we are we are very much an international operation, as you know, it's because of the impact of the internet allows us to do that. So we we have never viewed something territorially that way i have never viewed something like, we are a UK, this, or a, I mean, it's hip-hop. Hip-hop is a global thing. And thanks to the internet, it allows us. So, in the same way, you could have, I mean, I know, I think Mellow are based in America's Midwest. But they would sign artists from Chicago or from New York. So, what's the difference? You know, you're not living next door to each other anyway. So, you can sign anybody from anywhere. And because... Yeah. We have a set up because we have an in house PR team that all already operate internationally. So that's basically what we'll be doing. We already have an in house thing. We have structured it because I know the kind of deals other comparative labels offer from my experience. Artists, we're actually able to offer better terms for artists. That's why it took us a year to structure this label. You know, a lot of times and thought went into exactly how we were going to set this label up. So, we, our main thing, I've said before, to me, the most important relationship there is is between the artist and the public. All of us are basically machinery. We are basically facilitators for said. but our main interest is the artist. We're in a position to offer better deals for a variety of reasons to artists than they get elsewhere. To buy comparable labels. But what we're doing initially is we're speaking to artists that we already know. Because we're obviously gradually building this situation, Stu. We've only just relaunched. So there will be some artists. Uh, there's one from New Jersey, and there's a couple others from a uh, different place. I can't go into much to it at the moment because things haven't just been signed off yet. But that's what we will do. At the moment, we haven't been advertising for artists just yet because we are building this properly, shit. We are building a, a, a label that has a very strong infrastructure that's going to support the artists, give them absolutely everything they need. That goes back to the original concept of the label back in '96. It was set up to help out a few friends get their music out. Well, it's just the same ethos. Uh, we are working with people that we got on with, that we worked with before, we're going to build this thing properly, and at the heart of it is the artist's interest. And it's, the kind of music they put out is basically the kind of artists that they promoted in the past. So, it's a certain type of hip-hop that people would identify with it. So, you know, it's, it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it, you know. A lot of time and effort's going into it. It's properly structured, and we'll get fantastic support from this distributor. I must say, in have been phenomenal. So, we're moving things forward gradually, building it up, and... Um, Hopefully I'll have a few artists on the phone for you as opposed to the record company.
2: Well, you know you got a home here, brother, man. Send your stuff to yeah. You know, we
3: got well, when I'm coming, next time I'm in America, I'm coming to Harlem.
2: I can assure you, I'm coming gotta, to Harlem. I, I wanna send you some stuff too. I got a young lady that I wanna send you. I just want you to get your opinion on her. I wanna send you, you know, and tell uh-huh. me what you think. You know, and you uh-huh. know, just tell me what about an a, a 18-year-old female rapper from from Harlem. I got some cool. of her stuff. Yeah, so I want to send it to you. But definitely, man, I appreciate you for coming on the show and giving us the no, knowledge. You're welcome, like And you got you got a home here. And when you get, when you come to New York, you got a touchdown, man. We got to get you on the yeah, TV yeah. show.
3: Yeah, I mean, see, Harlem is one of the, Harlem is one of these places. See, I'm from a city called Glasgow, and Glasgow is very similar. I always think it's very similar to places like Harlem, Detroit, these kind of things. You know, real proper historic places. So I can always relate to places like that. So yeah, I'm long overdue to come over there. A lot of people over there keep asking when he comes to the states. Well, hopefully, hopefully soon. But when you're working twelve fourteen hours a day, you can only do so much. You know, <laughs> basically, you know, I don't, I don't get that a lot of time to do stuff. But no, it's you know, hip hop's global, so we can do things. Because of internet, we're everywhere anyway, so we're used to dealing with people all over the world, and we appreciate the support we've had throughout the years from so many different people, artists, media, the public. Whether it was Urban Elite PR, now what we're doing with New Dawn records, I think it's quite unusual maybe for a label to start up again, given the circumstances with, you know, the way things have moved on. But you know, you've taken time to think out and put something, I think it's always important to go where there's a gap in the market, maybe something that doesn't exist, do things a little bit differently, that's what we're about, and hopefully people enjoy what we put out, it's all about the artist, it's all about the public, and guys like yourself, giving people a chance, you know, so it's appreciated, I'm sure, speaking behalf of all people you've interviewed as well, Stu, it's appreciated you give people, you know, some exposure and allow them to tell a story. That's what's up, man. Well,
2: like I said, we thank you, man. And we're going to go out with, that was a Monica, we're going to go out with the Smoke song. I like that song too.
3: So we're so going to go out. That's coming with out on Friday. <laughs> Smoke so filled comes that. out on Friday, so look
2: for that one. Yeah, man. So make sure you stay in contact, brother. And uh, make sure you send them all the support.
3: All of my team, they're going to be in contact with you. This track comes out on Friday, Smoke filled rooms, in case I have, I've only said that about 10 times, you know. <laughs> going
1: away, man. But yeah, yeah, all right.
3: man. No, we'll be in touch, and I appreciate your time. Thanks very much, Jim.
2: Thank you, man. So this is Bells and Monica. This is Smoke. We want to thank Big John, the CEO from New Dawn Records and Urban Life PR, Urban Urban Elite PR. So, you know, if y'all trying to find out some information, we're going to have them on the website and all that stuff. So y'all tune in, man. This is Big Radio. It's your man, DJ Beast through live from Harlem. Y'all know how we do it.
5: Never steal from your mother, the money for clothes. You take your brother, slapping your makeup.
4: assassin, classy, classy, but I'm classy,
0: I've been on a mission to kill every instrumental since I obtained this lyrical acquisition. Live and direct, fucking television. I'm here to kick 5,330. Watch through your speaker system. Killing the beat, making it mine.
4: Gotta keep up and no falling behind. Keeping it moving, no pressure rewind. One through a 10, two to a 10 minus 9. It's not be the reason you're losing your mind. You fuck with the bitch, you be getting that swine. We from where it started, we bringing it back. Go fuck around.
1: Yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Hello? Why you not answering me? I just need to get my hand done please, please. I love my weed. I love my weed. I love my bread.